A very warm welcome to all the listeners here to Insider Stock for yet another new episode. I have been there's been a delay, but the delay has been because I've started with another uh, project which I've been working on. So this is the last episode for the season, but you will hear more from me. So stay tuned and let's dig in. I have with me today Mr. Shri Chintala. He's the CTO and co-founder of Clocker, and it was created. to have a perfect digital asset storage and distribution platform with the most secure personal storage as well so we'll talk about these things very much in detail first of all i would like to welcome mr shri to insider stock and it's really i'm feeling glad that we could host you today on our show and you know before we speak a lot more about clocker and understand you know your journey and your uh, vision behind it it would be great if our listeners could understand and know who Shri Chintala is before Clocker happened to you. Sure, thank you, Aranika. Appreciate uh, having me here. I'm Shri or Shri Kanth Chintala. I'm originally born and brought up in Andhra Pradesh, uh, town called Nandial in Karnal district. Now it's a district now. I did my engineering back in uh, India, Anantapur uh, Engineering College. Did my master's from RIC Calicut, and like many others back then. uh made a shift to us for uh, for higher studies and i've been here since uh, 1993 it's been a long journey and i had a very fulfilling career uh, as well along the way got two beautiful daughters and, and a family here settled in austin texas uh, usa that's incredible so one thing i definitely share with you is two daughters that you and i have <laughs> so uh, it's uh, it's like you know uh, probably you had the vision with you when you wanted to create something or you wanted to be an entrepreneur going down or going forward once you have the experience or entrepreneurship just happened by chance it's uh, i don't think nothing happens by chance you just have to see the signals along the way mm-hmm. i never you know traditional engineer never knew that i could build a company and so on i always was interested in solving problems Mm-hmm. in my career uh when i would say i've done quite a few things um uh, and never thought of going out and building those things a lot of people go out and make millions and billions of dollars just solving problems at work and so on uh it never occurred to me for many years and i was really afraid to get out and do something because you know we have responsibility of taking care of the family you know what happens with the salary all that uh we, so i never gotten out the last 10 years i kind of started venturing out and building stuff on my own uh it's so uh, since 2011 ro- launched several products but nothing made it big uh, because it was just a solo effort and really no vision behind it you really need a big team and and a big vision and guts to get out and do to go all out uh, so it was not happened on fine day it's been a 11 years in the making or uh, almost uh, yeah 11 years in the making when clocker came along uh, and then my daughter now co-founder apurva was in fourth grade till we always discuss ideas we always watch shark tank and then we we critique the products and you know i always share so many crazy ideas and what about this what about that and we just leave it at that you know mm-hmm. so this one when we shared with them she was really pushing for you know why don't you do this why don't you do this and i, I said you know my because of my previous experiences uh, let's park it for a year if we cannot get this idea out of our mind we'll think about it and then she, then by then she would graduate and get into college and see how that works out so that's that's how we got started mm-hmm. so uh, 
like what i've understood is your daughter apurva was quite keen on this idea of starting clocker Prob- probably it resonated with her right what you want to achieve and probably she saw the vision so how important like what you have told us like you know it's not a journey that happened within a year right you have been launching several products and basically there was no vision behind it that's why i didn't make it big and clocker is right there because you have a vision so how important do you think it is to have a vision for any kind of an entrepreneur who wants to start a journey i think um the certainly very important uh, but your product and service will take a, a, its own shape as you grow when I mean, what we see today with clocker is not what we started with i mean if you look at many companies they pivot and shift over a period of time but the idea that you have and how relevant is it do people need it is, is there a gap there are many things go into it and also it goes with your own uh, with your own gut that uh, you know this could be a big thing and most people fail because their gut feeling is much bigger than what the market wants or what there is a need in in, in the marketplace right it has to be a combination of things <laughs> and unless you have that passion you are not going to hang around and build it so you need to understand why you are building it and why is it important for you to go on this route and that will keep you alive for a while so with this if you can even share more in detail you know what clocker has to offer and what you work on that would be great for our listeners to now start resonating with you and your vision sure. so absolutely so when we started right uh, so we put it off for a year i i couldn't just get out of it and and absolutely apurva is a big force in in pushing us to do it because a few years before my father passed away and we had to deal with all the uh, um, all the estate stuff and and I used to travel quite a bit every week I was uh, on the on on the road airplanes flying to customers and so on we have a pretty decent asset portfolio i always worried about what happens to it you know something happens to me how do they deal with it in uh, how do they get hold of all these accounts it will probably take weeks and months in some accounts they may not even be able to find it so that idea really bothered me and that the timing was uh, i wouldn't say perfect but that apur was getting older and felt the same way that you know how would i handle it if something happens to dad and so on so that was our anchor to to start clocker and then looking into the market space you know there are a lot of lockers out there google drive drop boxes but we're not one of them our need was different so and differentiating what how your service Uh, is a big big deal in the market space you have to really have differentiators uh, on uh, how would you win in the market so that 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 kind of it took us a year to to uh, in our in our journey and it it's kind of a one thing added to another uh, that's how our humble beginnings were uh, and we we spent about a year thinking about the differentiators and and writing some patents in, in the process to to secure our ip and so on and like you said right that there are many uh, clockers out there in the market and it is very essential to differentiate yourself to make that particular uh, space right that clocker is there and we know for what clocker is there so if you could you know tell us what basically differentiates a clocker with the competitors so that we understand what exactly you have to offer and what is your usp out there oh yeah um yeah there is uh, when when we look at the 
uh, talker today, right? Uh, let me let me step back a little bit on on where we started. It kind of helps uh, listeners to understand the journey, right? Mm -hmm. So to to give you a perspective, Clocker we started about roughly three years ago from a seriousness point of view, right? And we bootstrapped the company for two years uh, until we saw the market traction. We weren't we weren't sure where this would go because it was way too early in the market. The overall idea. And, and after COVID and various things happened in the industry with the cryptos and NFT is going crazy, digitization is, is uprising. So we kind of ended up pivoting a couple of times in, in, uh, in our journey. Uh, when we thought of Clocker, the, the one of the biggest uh, questions come up is, oh, you know, I can put everything on Google Drive and Dropbox, share it with family. People associate sharing uh, is with the sharing the files. Right. But you cannot put your uh, uh, property documents on Google Drive and, and let your property own it, right? There is a legal precedence to it. So, so the area we are in is very unique. It's called digital assets. It's a very broad term. Digital assets is what anything that you and I uh, own on on internet. It be emails. It is uh, it is online accounts, social media accounts, our Paytm accounts, or subscriptions, your Zomato accounts, our crypto accounts, anything you name it, our photos, our videos, our podcasts, uh, everything on the internet, you own them. So when you own something, you need to, if something happens to you, you need to pass them on to your rightful owner, whoever it could be. If you have a business owner, your business associates need to get the legal hold of those. And if, if it is an individuals, the family needs to get hold of. So the market segment we are in is very unique. It is a digital will services. If you really look at it, there, there aren't many uh, doing it, especially two, two years ago when we started, literally nothing. And uh, and now there are a few competitors coming up. Uh, and the, the digital legacy service was the biggest challenge what we would face is, you know, most people don't think about it, right? Until we talk to them and say, hey, what happens to your online firms? And they will pause for a second and say, oh yeah, that's correct, I never thought about it. And that's what was my reaction when I stumbled into this space from uh, storage areas, right? So from a competition perspective, yes, we are specializing in the digital legacy space. And uh, along the way, we, we, we have about four pending patents on the platform. One is being a security. That was the first one we wrote. Uh, what we do is we created a digital shredder. Uh, so we shred the documents and information and distribute them across multiple storage locations. Think of uh, any other uh, file storage solutions, right? Dropbox or Google and so on. They are big companies. Most people think, oh yeah, they should be safe. You know, if you look at the hacks, most hacks in the in the, uh, in the cybersecurity space, space, most of the biggest companies uh, got hacked. You name it, every company was on the list, or at least most right. big companies on the list. So that is the problem we started addressing from day one. So we we are very keen on establishing our USP uh, from day one, and uh, it's kind of evolved from that point on. I hope I covered the most of the points. If I miss anything, please let me know. I can I can add this. No, definitely. I think because it it gives out it gives out a clear picture, right? Why Clocker is there? Because uh, I truly believe that you know there are you have to have something that sets you apart so that you can make your market, you can make uh, make your consumer list, right? So you have definitely shared what Clocker puts 
is setting him uh, you know oneself apart and saying that yes this is what we do and we make sure that we secure and like you said all the major companies where who have the drives and all right where we feel that okay this is google this is apple it's a big company they would be taking care of the security it's, so it's good enough to put our you know any kind of documents in their uh, folder because we are sure it won't get hacked but these are the ones who really <laughs> get hacked quite often so how how are you taking care of your uh, security when it comes to clocker because again everybody connected with you would be putting their important documents um in your uh, locker so what kind of yeah. steps you are taking to ensure that you know the data is not compromised absolutely and and uh, and that's that's the most important uh, for uh, for us and for everyone as well you really uh, i really encourage everyone to question every company where they put their stuff uh, on right uh, check out their security page if you go to any any big company most companies talk about uh, aes 256 bit encryption that's mm -hmm. it i mean zero knowledge and nobody goes beyond it so our our tagline is we start where everyone stops at aes 256 encryption that that is our table stakes and then we implement the digital shredder on top of it which which makes it extremely difficult for anyone to hack because yeah, most hacks happen where the mostly the internal folks have access to the system walk away with with large chunks of data uh, as shredding the information really uh, eliminates that risk on top of that uh, the uh, the um, the value so we we are basically a, a cloud native company we built everything in in the cloud and 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 uh, we use best practices on locking every single uh, uh, vulnerability out there we recently went through a security vulnerability assessment to a company called cobalt uh, it it went extremely well uh, so our two years of effort in locking everything down was was pretty successful now we even wonder did we spend money did they do any testing at all uh, on this we we got very few uh, suggestions that we need to fix now we are going mm -hmm. through the iso 27001 and uh, soc 2 type 2 security certification that kind of a gives a stamp of approval that uh, we we are doing and everything in our capacity to make it uh, uh, the way it should be and uh, and you know i've seen i've seen that you know when when it comes to startups right not many people of uh, time effort and money into security probably the thing that you know let's build a product which people would get interested in and then we can see how yeah. we can work around the security do you think this is the right way to do it or we need to or the entrepreneurs need to work on it from day one it 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 depends on on your uh, solution right if i mean for a clocker security has to be the top notch there is no question way around it i mean if you look at the market and competition the one for the first question i ask is are you doing anything beyond your encryption and and nobody does anything beyond encryption so look look at us what we do we spent a year maturing building that solution and writing patents before even we registered the company so it's uh, it really depends i mean if if you are not in a sensitive data segment that may not be important but you definitely have to do the basics it it i guess i would say it depends on the type of market segment uh, where you are in for us it's it's extremely important and we have plans in in, uh, in in bringing in companies to validate our code and get any 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 sort of approval that we can get since we're not a brand name yet uh, it would help us to to elevate our security posture mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So, uh, when you launched Clocker, right? So, what were the challenges did you face to, you know, get your uh, consumers or customers on board so that they understand that this is one of the most secure way of putting the data and making sure that is it is shared by loved ones in case of any kind of tra- tragedy, timely or untimely, it happens. Correct. Um, yeah, I think our biggest uh, challenge is that segment itself right the Hmm. most people don't think about you know first of all we don't admit we're we're going to die not not anytime (laughs) soon right yeah it's not in our dna right we we are primates and uh, we always think future we make plans it goes against our day-to-day stuff Uh, so uh, and then the digital assets is is not a thing uh, before uh, people would look at you and say, oh, what happens to my online accounts? Yeah, who knows? Who cares? Kind of a thing. Uh, so that was the biggest challenge in, in educating people. Now, things changed. COVID really put a big spin on everyone's lives and life uh, is, is so uncertain. Anything can happen to anyone. And if you look at it, it in the digital world becomes a space, right? All these leftover satellites wandering around and with the, some critical information. And that also becomes a safe haven for a lot of hackers, uh, where they would get most of the information and a lot of uh, hacks happen for the deceased people. There there is a big problem and explaining people that, hey, you need to do your uh, uh, basic thing on creating a will so that uh, your family, your loved ones can get hold of your account and close the the ones that are not needed and, and get your information like photos or videos they can download those or any mileage points they are inheritable Mm -hmm. you can can get benefit out of this that's the biggest challenge in customer education is that first we have to educate them so we writing our website copy we went through i don't know 30 40 different iterations it never how do we tell them and then finally we ended up in in a very bold statement that (laughs) what we have today true true True. And I think, uh, you know, probably people would have understood, you know, anytime anything can happen, especially with with COVID and, you know, people suddenly facing a lot of uh, family uh, losses and all. Probably that did kick in that, you know, no matter how healthy or how young you are, it doesn't matter. The only thing is you need to be prepared. Correct. Exactly. And and the, uh, that's that's where we, we saw when we started, there was nobody. I would say we are the first ones in the digital legacy space uh, especially mm-hmm. dealing with online accounts um, and uh, in, uh, to our surprise when when we started we started off with uh, more like a secure dropbox or secure google drive to store mm. files that was our first product uh, with security in place after a year in the making and then we stumbled upon the the digital rules right there is this something called in us Trufada, which mm-hmm. talks about the illegal governance on how the online accounts are treated, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, to our surprise, most estate lawyers uh, don't even know that it exists. Uh, we have to explain to the lawyers that's their day and butter, not putting them down, but uh, you know they are used to writing traditional wills and traditional assets. They, right. they don't deal with the digital assets. So it's become an education for us and, and learning what Rufada is and, and crafting a solution expanding our solution base into covering the digital assets we were pretty new this is basically right before pre-covid right mm. around like 2019 december january time frame so when covid hit uh, it we didn't know so actually we built our product uh, and and 
And, and now you see there are uh, two or three copycats come along uh, with some bag loads of cash and copy the heck out of it. Um, mm-hmm. it uh, that tells us that, hey, this market is prime. Now it's probably ready. And right. people see the value. People see the need for doing something with it. So uh, I would say, yeah, that's the, it, it, take, it kind of a, took the time for, uh, for us to, to be patient. And, and mm-hmm. basically, we're going from solving one problem to another in the same area and kind of pivoting uh, and started adding additional services that's related to digital legacy, right? I mean, for example, right. we have two daughters. Uh, what happened when we look back, um, say, what happened to the last 20 years? I don't remember, <laughs> you know, some birthdays vaguely. Was, uh, isn't it nice to have a digital medium where I can record some of my uh, experiences and uh, good things and bad things and put them in a time box and uh, put a set a timer on it let it re- release in the future or when i mm-hmm. die it's nice to have and you know there are many things that we may not be able to share with them face to face you know some sense right, they feel right. like you can lock them up and they can you can have it share, share it with them when you're not no longer there so it, like that we kept on adding more and more uh, user-friendly features on top of clocker that's quite interesting. So um, if I have an account in Clocker and I'm managing my digital assets um, in, in your uh, solution, so uh, do you also provide, uh, like you said, right, a legality? There has to be a legality behind it to make it more, uh, because in India, everything is like a legal document still, right? Yes, digitization has happened, but at times still we need to keep those things on paper. So how, how are you managing that? if you want to enter into the Indian stream. Correct. <clears throat> so uh, just to set the stage on, on the digital assets, I, I think it's very important for users to understand, right? Mm-hmm. So the, uh, the laws around digital assets, uh, other than US and Canada, there is no legal precedence to, to my knowledge in other countries yet. It will okay. come, uh, it will come. But if you look at the guidance in US, uh, uh, in the U.S. geography and Canadian geography, uh, I really applaud them. They have done this back in 2015 uh, and 2016. They revised it in the U.S. 47 states uh, already adapted uh, as is uh, from the uh, uh, the governance point of view. So what it does is um, the the user or owner of the accounts, like you, uh, I own my all my accounts. I have the power to designate anyone. To own these accounts, I don't need a lawyer. Okay. The rules doesn't say you need a lawyer. It needs to be signed. It doesn't say anything. All it says is, you as an owner uh, have the right uh, to express your wishes. What happens to your accounts? Meaning, mm-hmm. you can ask them to be closed out, or you can pass them on to your family. Uh, and there is one small caveat in there that electronic communication also which is uh, if, you, if you don't want to share the electronic communication you can block that but other than that you have the right mm-hmm. to pass on your assets it's as simple as that the reason mm-hmm. it, it was formed is i don't know if most people don't know that google's and apple's facebook's fought with consumers asking for photos and, and memories of their loved ones for the past eight nine years right. uh, there are cases after cases where google was refusing uh, releasing the photos to the family. Uh, uh, now, Google, Facebook, they have a legacy, uh, con- uh, a legacy, uh, a con- I won't say concierge, uh, 
person uh, where you can designate someone to have this. So that is a change in in the in the in the mindset and change in the shift. Which uh, now, if you think of it, right? If Google can do it, Facebook can do it, but these thousands of online companies they cannot afford to have something else True. other than their business. So Clocker comes into picture to play a role in that. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So um, there is also something uh, which I saw on uh, Clocker website, which is called as the Emergency Card and Ice Vault, which you offer. So if you can share about uh, these two services that you're providing for your uh, consumers. Absolutely. Uh, I'm really excited about Ice, Ice Vault and uh, Ice Card. Uh, mm-hmm. Actually, as you think about it, our journey, right? We started with the secure drive and then we started and then we added the uh, uh, will for online accounts in, in the previous thought. Uh, so what users can get is today you can go in and create your online list of online accounts. We have a lot of automation there. And then you basically create a will for yourself that will get passed on to your family through online or you can print it out. You designate your nominees. That is what you can do. Even I think that can that could stand up in court of law with no guarantees, mm-hmm. but having something at hand that you have you designated your beneficiaries is better than not having anything. That True. is the, our precedence before the law catches up. Now getting on to the emergency wall. So we uh, one of the questions came out from, from our users is saying, hey, I have all my critical information in Clocker. How do I share this with my family in case of emergencies? I don't want to share them, uh, share anything today, but mm. even when I'm in a hospital or when, I, yeah, when I'm dead, I mean, I want to share some of these things with, with some people. So we created, we created a vault, private vault called emergency vault. The way it works is you mark the important documents, whatever that you want to share with the selected people. Uh, let's say your immediate family or outside friends. Uh, so you create the vault. They don't see anything, but they know that you you tag them with the vault. So it, it, mm-hmm. you, you, practically, you basically created a virtual circle of trust there. And then uh, the emergency, uh, I'll talk about card in a second. So the way vault works is if your emergency contacts uh, come to know that you are uh, you are uh, in, in some type of emergency or you know they mm-hmm. need to access the vault they flip the switch now the vault is open everyone in that circle is is aware there is messages sent out that hey vault is open uh, and you have to provide a reasoning and 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 uh, they can access the, the information and the vault gets closed in six hours or so so either way you have the confidence that in a day-to-day uh, uh, business vault is not open, but it can be opened up in in, the, in 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 case of emergencies. Now the emergency card is actually add on to that, where it is like a credit card or a keychain tag. We create we put a QR code on it. So what happens is all your emergency contacts are embedded in that QR code with the security, right? So imagine. Uh, I'll take my example of my mom. She is uh, 73 and she goes to the hospital three times a week, all through the COVID for dialysis and so on. So I always worried about her, you know, getting stranded or in a traffic or an accident or something. So mm-hmm. imagine she has the emergency card and uh, we configure her card to with my sisters, myself, my uncle and a few other people. And we're all in different parts of the world, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so if somebody looking at her card and scans the card, that opens up an SOS page. It doesn't show anything. It doesn't reveal anything, but it just has a big SOS button and saying, inform the emergency contacts. Uh, And when they press the button, 
we get the you know, all the contacts on that list will get an SMS message and a GPS location that where this this got scanned. We don't know who mm -hmm. called us, but at least we know that somebody scanned the card. And right. then a call a call is placed to everyone on the list anonymously. Uh, the the person scanning doesn't know what's happening in the background. And mm -hmm. let's say if you have, I am here in the US, my sister is in Detroit and I have my cousin lives in London. Mm -hmm. uh, I have another cousin lives in Australia. All of them get the calls and whoever picks up the call first uh, will be connected with the person calling and we can talk and, and figure out what's happening. So now, now I can open the emergency vault for her and access the documents in case if she's in a hospital. So they kind of work together and think of this as a emergency card is basically a everyday savior. Uh, we believe uh, that, you know, you know how many accidents happen in an year around the world? Take a guess. I don't know. Just I take think... a number. <laughs> I, I think it will be over a lack or even more. I think I'm going on the, uh, on the lower side, but just keeping my hopes up. It's not yeah. more than that. Yeah. So 20 to 50 million accidents yeah. worldwide. And in US alone, about a million and a half people die every year. Not the cards will prevent the death, but even you know a timely hospital, a timely access to emergency contacts or a timely access to critical information could be a savior. No, and, definitely. And, and, and you know, uh, one thing that really, uh, when you were talking about the emergency card and the QR code, right? So the one thing uh -huh. that really crossed my mind when you were describing the entire process was that Yes, there is a way where people will be like, like the loved ones or the, you know, like you say, the people, emergency contact people would be notified immediately. There is no need to fiddle through the phone to understand who is the first caller, second caller and, you know, whom to call in case you are alone and you don't have anybody else or people don't know you kind of a thing. So it's a blessing. Thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, I have a story. One of my cousins, this is like happened before, right before COVID. Uh, he passed away. Uh, he got mm -hmm. hit by a motorbike or something happened. And he, he actually passed away on the spot and he didn't have his wallet on him. So no trace of him. So mm -hmm. my cousin's sister, I mean, she had to go through the morgues in Hyderabad for two weeks to figure out, no, not knowing where he was, not knowing what happened. Is he alive or dead or somewhere? Right. It was a sad story. You think of the scenario really bugs me is, you know, if you have your keychain uh, of your bike and if you have a keychain tag, someone scanning it could right. be a, a you know, blessing. I mean, uh, at least it, it's a, something better than not having and dealing with the trauma for Exactly, yeah. Because that unknown, being in that zone of that unknown is the worst thing that can happen to any, any person, I feel, when you don't know right. where your loved ones are, whether they are safe, they are not. There are 100 things going on. And, and we believe that, you know, there are seniors. I, I was, it was staggering to see the numbers of even NRAs. I mean, not only NRAs, right? You know, these day and age, a lot of kids go out, out of town and work. I mean, most families don't stay together. Uh, and, and having access to, to the contacts immediately and just notifying it. Uh, there may be false alarms, but at least, you know, even the maid at home, uh, can scan the code and immediately notify if, if someone faints or something. Having that access, I believe, is, is, is definitely worthwhile. Even, even if we don't charge anything for the cards, it can save lives. I think uh, that, that, that's our passion in, in launching it to India. We haven't launched it officially yet. But I think it's coming in the next week or so. Interesting. And about Ice Vault, if you could share about Ice Vault as well, like, you know, what is the difference between the emergency card and the Ice Vault? 
Yeah, absolutely. So the vault is where you store your information. And uh, so the like, uh, think of it like your medical records, your lab records, your allergy reports, uh, anything that you want, it, you, the doctor needs or a family or a lawyer needs, you would want to put in the vault. So the vault is secure and you have emergency contacts who can access the vault in case of emergencies, deliberately open and closed. And everything is audit, audit trail or log information in there. The card is basically you pick the emergency cards and the card is where uh, you can tag it to your, you can put it in your wallet or a purse or in a keychain or put it, put it to your, uh, on your purse where anyone who can scan, who scans the card will be able to send a message and will be able to talk to your emergency contacts. And we don't expose that information. A lot of, there are a few other uh, sites do the same technology, but they will list out all the contacts in there. We don't do that because of the security reasons. And, and the person scanning doesn't need to know who they are, who the person is and where, where they are, right? And so that's how it's, it, mm -hmm. they work. They are separate, but they can work together in conjunction. I mean, you, you can have the card without having emergency vault. It works fine and vice versa. Mm -hmm. But together, it, it solves a big problem in the gap today. Right. And and you said that something about like, you know, the vault opens up for uh, six hours or so. Right. And uh, when any kind of emergency happens, or it depends upon how the owner of the vault has, uh, you know, uh, set up the timing or any kind of a thing right. like yeah. that. Correct. Yeah. Currently, we set the default of six hours. In the future, we can give that. And and then once the vault closes, they can open it again. So there is, uh, if, if it is needed, the reason we close it because people forget about things being open. So we don't want the wanted open access there. And only the people who are mm -hmm. in the emergency contacts can access it. Yeah, definitely, that is configurable. Mm -hmm. So something like you know, suppose like it's my vault, and uh, for some reason I'm not around. <laughs> Mm -hmm. And uh, the emergency contact people, like, you know, because it's only open for six hours, have not yet taken up all the data. So they need to get back to you to request to open up the vault again. And then you will do your own uh, review, whether it is a valid request or uh, there is some other no, process. We, for that. No, we don't. We're not in the middle. It is all automated. Okay. You just once the vault is closed, you go back, the switch is off, and then you go back and mm -hmm. say, okay, I'm going to turn it on again. And then for mm -hmm. six, six mm -hmm. hours. So the emergency just, contact yeah, people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so anybody who is, yeah, okay, I got it. So all the emergency contacts, whoever has been tagged to that vault can anytime switch it on and off depending Correct. upon how Correct. it is needed. And, and okay. we make the communication between, everybody knows that the vault is open. So if somebody is uh, deliberately trying to access the information unnecessarily, then they, mm -hmm. they would have checks and bonds in place. So, <laughs> okay, yeah. okay. That's cool. So you also said that, you know, you're uh, now going to uh, come up in uh, the Indian market as well, right? Introduce Clocker here. So uh, because you shared about, about a personal story regarding your cousin, right? Who, uh, mm. who had a, a, a tragedy. So was that one of the reasons you felt that you need to enter the market or you saw there is a good potential and something like this is not available right now in the Indian market, which obviously I think it doesn't matter in which country you are. You are doing something which is quite incredible and everybody should have a chance to be a part of it as a consumer. So what was the reason basically to enter the Indian market and when are you doing that? 
actually all of it together um so the card we we actually have a patent pending on on the whole ice vault and the card itself it meant we took like several months to finish the patent before we released it we just launched this last month in the us mm-hmm. we got the first set of the cards and we were playing with playing with it uh, just to see how look and feel of it i didn't think about launching it in india and then immediately said you know what my mom is the first one who needs it i mean we set up a private whatsapp group for for the hospital guys and say hey anything happens just message me on the whatsapp you know uh, but that's that's one group uh, so now i'm more and more convinced i talked to several of my friends who live here in the us and outside uh, outside india mm-hmm. they said you know what i need i need this right away can you send uh, five cards to to my mom and my uncle when are you going to send it so they are kind of started putting pressure on me and i said okay fine we will we will launch in india uh, so we we do a lot of tech in the background right we, the solution looks mm-hmm. simple and it just scannable but there is a lot happens in the background and uh, we have to work with the telecom providers in in each region to in order for it uh, for this to work so finally we found the provider in india so we are probably launching it in the next uh, couple of weeks we are waiting for an announcement to be to be lined up and uh, we uh, the technology is working we uh, we're finishing up few things so i would say in the uh, no later than end of february we should have the cards ready to be shipped anywhere in india we're, we're launch uh, we actually people can pre-order the cards and it's very inexpensive we're not in this to make money i want to put it that way in terms mm-hmm. of make a huge profit mm-hmm. we would basically almost at cost probably a few hundred rupees for the card and there is no subscription to it once you have the mm-hmm. card you have you're able to use it and we don't expect people to use the card right you don't want them to be in emergency but only available right. if needed that's that's incredible because this is something i truly believe that we need and you know once you are in india i definitely i would be the one who would be keenly uh, waiting absolutely. for it because because it's i feel it is better to be prepared uh initially i was you know my husband used to tell me that you know you need to know uh you know where these investments are and all because i'm not too much into uh, banking and investment i don't know it's too heavy for me but he was like you know you should have a fair idea you never know and like being an indian right you go like ah nothing is going to happen <laughs> it's fine why bother i think uh, covid has probably opened eyes for people like me <laughs> who have been like you know it's, ah, it's okay and my father also keeps telling me because i'm the only child so he's like you know you're the only one you need to know i'm like yeah we will see we will see <laughs> nothing wrong is going to happen but yes definitely for people like me this is uh, one way of getting ourselves prepared uh, for the worst for sure so i would be eagerly waiting for it to come to india absolutely yeah absolutely and we are actually looking so two things right the uh... Blocker platform itself is ready. Actually, anyone can sign up and do it. We don't need a separate launch for India for that one. Uh, we had a pretty good PR last year uh, when when we introduced the Blocker mm-hmm. Digital Assets platform, and we had a few more things since then. The emergency card and stuff. Emergency card and uh, is is a kind of a stands on its own. So we are making a uh, official entry with with the card. and we're also seeking partnerships where it makes sense so we are looking at the insurance companies and and, and where where people can get it and mass and also directly available on the website but where they can order it and then again like i said our goal yeah. is to, to i mean this is a added layer of protection right i mean you have ice right. features on the phone which is fine it doesn't we don't have to compete but having something physical at hand 
sometimes phone is not uh, available they cannot unlock the phone but uh, having a card even even think of another use case right a lot of kids go take the bus or train to school and and the things can happen how do how do the kids uh, how can you pass the information to the parents when when the kids are younger they, when they True. cannot communicate and there are, there is like use cases and use cases the more and more we think about it oh god we got to it fast that's true that's definitely true and um, there's also like you know i i'm pretty sure many people many investors would be understanding the vision behind it because it is not just about securing the digital assets and you know making sure that it is in a secure place but it is also to make sure that everybody is engaged with it whoever is in the emergency contact or the circle of trust like you say and you have recently uh, raised around 500000 right in your seed funding so that is commendable congratulations for that but i really really want to know like you know because now you're expanding so how are you uh, planning to utilize these funds and uh, you know what big things are coming for clocker now yeah actually we are really excited about about the future um Because what we have built is, is it was fun. Uh, well, yeah, not not entirely. We had our many many down moments along the way for the past three years of journey. Um, yeah, we we bootstrapped it for the first two years. I mentioned uh, so I put all our savings into it, believing in that. Hey, this is something I need it. I need it for my family. So so are some of my friends. They may not see the position. We started seeing a good traction in the market space around 2020, end of 2020. we won several pitching competitions we were actually 3 months in a row week in week out winning something for second or third prize and people understanding the concept we got about $20000 just from those winnings uh, alone uh, and then that gave us the first set of uh, investors uh, we we never sought out money because i wanted to prove and you know i wanted to uh, be uh, the service pay for itself right or wrong that that's the vision we had so once we had five investors coming in uh, we definitely uh, went for it so we raised about 860000 actually and we stopped it short of a million dollar commitment um last year so the money went in for redoing re- the product itself you know we built a product uh, over a period of 3 years and there's a lot of coding that we fixed it we sec- tightened all the bells and whistles uh, user experience is top notch we went through like six revisions last year um, um, and would love to get hear feedback from users because this is a complex problem and you need a very simple solution for users so a bite sized so we put in a lot of thought into how to do the automation and all that legal fees marketing um, is what we are spending money on now the future comes in where we are expanding the product into chatbots right even think of it like when you land into clocker we have six to eight different services how do we know which one is relevant for you and and you're not going to sit there and and spend hours and weeks to build this platform it's going to take a long time i would say long time in the sense it's going to take commitment from anyone to build their portfolio So how can we make it easier so we're adding chatbots to the platform and help them okay what is your immediate need depending on your youngster you may have certain needs if you are in the middle ages with the kids some needs and tailor the experience towards them so we are expanding into that space second nfts and cryptos were are, are a big thing today and you know uh, india is predicted to be one of the largest owners and and most people don't and there's really no good solution unfortunately worldwide on how the legacy happens for crypto so that that's we are we have 
stealth project going on, working on it. And I cannot make too many announcements and predictions at this time, but that would be mm -hmm. our thing. The next uh, six months, uh, we will be launching something big to the world on crypto. Oh, that's interesting. Actually, I was, I was, I was keen on asking you this question if you would be entering the space of crypto because that is something where everybody is right now, right? When it comes to dig digital investments. Yeah, absolutely, so, absolutely. And that that space is very complex. I mean, we have been spending right. last eight months researching and how do we crack this nut? Uh, and finally, finally, we have a way. Uh, we I think we have a plan which is very unique which is global. Mm -hmm. And, and, and it, the good thing is that we have the experience in solving the digital assets in one phase. So we know what solution consumers need and how to solve it. So expanding mm -hmm. into crypto needs some additional things that we need to validate and, and work with. Uh, so yeah, it's uh, we're, we're still uh, evolving our thought process, but we know what we would be doing. And, and we know that no one else in the industry has uh, what what we put together. Wow, and all the best for that. Keenly waiting for that. I know it's it's long way. <laughs> it's not something which is, will happen in coming uh, just few weeks down the line and you are already working on it, but keenly waiting to see what Clocker has to offer when it comes to crypto. So now, Sri, let's get back to you again, right? We spoke about Clocker, your journey, and we have understood your main vision that is behind it, which is absolutely fabulous and thought worthy because that is something which is going to help many people around when it comes to uh, their emergencies. You have co-founded this with your daughter, right? So you're working. Yes. You're working with your daughter. Any pros and cons working with your daughter when it comes to entrepreneurship? Actually, it's uh, it's been a learning experience uh, for mm -hmm. for both of us, uh, just to put it that way, right? Uh, and uh, and I I learned that she's very much like me in in many cases. So there would be a, a conflict of <laughs> conflict uh, prone, uh, and mm -hmm. and also good thing is that I know myself, so I know when to back up, back down, and I tell her when how to back down. It it's been a, a, an extremely rewarding experience. I mean, I'm she's the one who actually pushed pushed uh, me to to get this done and kept the lights alive because there were a few points in in our journey where i wanted to just leave it because you know i have 25 years in career and we say maybe too old to do something like this of this magnitude and 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 i didn't have uh, the passion or energy mm -hmm. to, to kind of do this when when a 30 or 40 year old would do it deal with it differently Mm -hmm. So it her in saying, you know what, you know, we this, this she kept it alive, and and it's it's amazing how how bright these kids are. I mean, not only Apurva. I mean, I have a bunch of team members uh, on our team, mostly offshore team members. I am amazed with the talent and the passion that they have, and learning from them on what they bring to the table uh, is is learning for me. For me, is mission accomplished because one thing I wanted to show show my family or my kids or, or Apurva especially is that there is, a, you know, just having the opportunity to work and going after what does it take to go after your passion, right? You right. want to build a company, what does it take to make it successful? The ups and downs dealing with it at the age of 2021 is... is uh, I think that 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 that's blessing. I wish I had known these things um, many many years ago, uh, right? Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. And, uh, and giving giving the opportunity for for her to go through, or at least having an opportunity for us to walk together in a way, 
and learning it together is, is a big blessing. That's all I wanted to do basically is that, hey, if not anything, right, whether we would be successful or not, uh, having an opportunity to give it a shot and give your best and see where it goes well, as itself is a mission accomplished for us, right? And as you can oh. see, right, we have a couple of, uh, I mentioned copycats with the big loads of cash and looking around for which opportunity to copy. It, it hurts us. It hurts that, hey, we put in three years of idea into it. Mm -hmm. Somebody comes with the $5 million funding and you say, you know what, we're going to copy the heck out of you and, and uh, throw money into marketing by the media. Mm -hmm. it, it, uh, it's a hard pill to swallow. However, this is life. That's how it's going to be. Now, how do you sure. react and respond to it? And then you, you differentiate on your core competency. Our core competency is innovation. Our core competency is technology. They will not catch up. Uh, so you go figure out what you can do. And learning all this in early on, uh, at right around, gradu she's graduating college this year, mm -hmm. like this, uh, in three months. And learning this is, I can't put a, uh, value on this price value or anything, right? Life lessons is is tremendous. True. Yeah, and she's going to have her own journey, right? When it when it comes absolutely, to, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Maybe she has more ideas, which probably you know, uh, based on her experience with Plocker, she's going to materialize and become a serial entrepreneur like you. Who knows what is there in the future? But I truly have sense that you know this young generation they are quite sorted and clear on what they want to do. There is no confusion like okay, let's see. Let's do a job and then see what will happen. They're Correct. quite eager to, you know, just, okay, I have an idea. Let's see whether it works. If it doesn't, then I'll go for a job. So that's the kind of Correct. mindset they come with. And absolutely, right? The market is like that, right? So when 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 I got out of college, if the mindset is if you get a job, 2,500 rupees was my first salary when I got a job in India back then. And that is that you're on top of your work. You couldn't risk anything back then. Today, yeah. opportunities are more. You can do anything. You won't go wrong. You can recover, and you know you, you can you can be anything you want, which is a great thing for for the generation. So they they can now go out and innovate and do whatever they want to do. Definitely, definitely. Now this journey of yours, right? These three years with Clocker, like you said, it has not been easy. Uh, there are a lot of ups and downs that truly happen because no journey, no doubt, how longer or how shorter it is, or you know, even if you have just started. It doesn't start, you know, in a very smooth way. <laughs> there might be very few, I think, maybe 0.001% who would say something like this. So whenever there is any kind of uh, a challenge where you feel that it's like a roadblock and you're not trying and you're not able to figure it out, how do you calm yourself, your nerves that, you know, okay, let's, let's take a break or, you know, let's do something else and, uh, you know, calm ourselves down and then go back again and start thinking about it. Yeah, it's um, we we have had several moments of this. One one I remember the biggest blow I would say was that uh, we we had one patent application, and I realized that somebody else had something very similar three days before us. Three days. It it cannot it cannot be a, a it is a coincidence, but mm -hmm. you know it, it was a hard thing to follow because we're betting on that patent quite a bit, and mm -hmm. and uh, and. We, it, it's not done yet, so we don't know what happens, but at least seeing it three days before, I could have done three days earlier, I should have known, blah, blah, blah right? We spent a right. day writing. So that was a big, so I took a weekend off, just rolled through the motions, and, and you know, and uh, we got two choices. You can just back off, thinking your smart not come through, or just ignore it and understand that it will be like this and just move on. 
Mm-hmm. So I think as an entrepreneur, you, you just have to uh, give time for yourself and, and figure out what's next. What can you do? Uh, what is it that in your control that you can do? There are many things that are not in your control. Like I mentioned, people would come in with bag loads of cash and copy you. What are you going to do? So you figure out how to get past that. I mean, if, if, if this is something that you cannot get past and there is no end to it, maybe end it early. So I think one thing I learned, one statement that may be useful, I mm-hmm. never understood this. Truth will set you free. I mean, I heard that over years and years. They said, what do you mean? Truth will set you free. What, what is it truth? Mm-hmm. I truly understand it now, right? <laughs> truth about everything, right? So right. truth about your customers. As an entrepreneur, we have, we have soft partner about our product. We believe it can help people, but you know, people may not believe that it can help them. But learning the truth, right? You talk mm-hmm. when you talk to your potential customers, and they say this is not for us. You have to uh, uh, absorb it and then be truthful about it. So, being truthful to your own goals, why are you doing it? Your own aspirations, what is in it for you? Right? Would you do you want to make money? There's nothing wrong with it. If that is the only case, and you evaluate it in a different way, are you doing it, building it for your family, or you're leaving a company as a legacy for your family to build it? That was my motivation in my case for my kids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that I think that having that perspective uh, will will help you going and and being realistic about it, right. In many right. times you make big bets and go with it, and you have to have a realistic sense out of it as well, uh, right? Uh, so uh, and over a period of time, I think. Uh, we stop getting too excited about something very good news and stop uh, to going down on something uh, uh, maybe a very bad news or five people started new companies mm-hmm. looks like very similar to us. We said, okay, fine. Uh, there's a big enough market and you go, you'll figure out something new that they don't have and then just go on. Right. That's true. And I think if you have that, like, you know, you truly believed in your vision because you knew that, you know, based on your own experience, that this is something that that one really needs to have uh, to have, a you know, a proper organization of digital assets, which was not there. So because you believe in your solution, it made other people also to believe that, yes, what Clocker has to offer is something which we also need. Absolutely. I mean, as a as a founder, right, you you definitely mm-hmm. have to see, are you the user for it? Right. Who is the user? Right. And do they right. In it? And and. That is the first step. And then decide. there are other things come into picture. Is it an immediate need or is it something that the people want to do later on? All those mechanics come into the picture. As mm-hmm. long as there is a need, as long as you, uh, you, you validate your belief, whether you are right or wrong, that is the key. Mm-hmm. In here, right? Uh, even if we believe in it and nobody else believes in it, then there is a problem. Correct. So you believe Correct. in it and bring 10 people to believe in it, then you have a product. That's true. Now, I, I'm pretty sure you have already shared your learnings because of the way we were talking. But but still, if you want to share some more uh, with our listeners, right, who are uh, uh, charting their way out and uh, in the entrepreneurial journey and trying to figure out, you know, how to transform their idea into reality, um, it would be it would be great advice for them as well, right, to understand, you know, how to go about it. I don't know if I have advice. I'm learning myself as we go, uh, but mm-hmm. I can share my experiences. I mean, looking at my own career, as I mentioned, um, I, I'm, I'm a problem solver. I always try to find a better way of doing something uh, and, and that I have done it throughout my career, but I never saw them as an opportunity to make money. And there were 
many ideas like many people have ideas right everyone has ideas um, my dad used to give me so many ideas even that seven seater auto back in 94 i was a mechanical engineer and we laughed at him laughed the hell out of him seven seater what do you mean and he wanted to make it as a passenger auto and put some doors on it and make a poor man's car i mean he, he was a visionary wow. we couldn't execute it you know things that's that's how the life is right who it's a timing it's the execution of it so watch yourself if your ideas are what people are laughing at don't get discouraged but uh but uh, take the take the shot at it if you are young in your career early on without responsibilities go all out i mean that is the best time to do it experimentation this day and age you shouldn't worry about your job uh, our generation was different uh, and then once you get into your family and responsibilities you don't risk that much at that time but maybe you find low risk opportunities to be partnered with it and uh, and one thing i would say is you cannot build a company alone you need you need a ecosystem that supports you in in my case it's my uh, family um, and and well, i didn't get much support from my friends anyways but later on i mean it took a while for them to see the vision uh, but just just take the journey out and and be understand what you want out of it right understanding what your passion is do you want it for your own experience you want to have a file for it or do you want to make money and or or is it something that uh, you want to uh, just do it not for money but have something on the side i always wanted to have something on on the side just to to put my name to it that's all my my goal was so find find what excites you find what's important for you in your life and and see that this journey can get you there and it's not going to be easy so you need to have a strong enough motivation reason to do it but if you are an idea guy if you are itching to do it there are so many clubs startup clubs that offer you just go work for free with them for uh, with them for 6 months and see how the journey is uh, and you can put your rate 10 hours a week or 20 hours whatever time applies to you and get a taste of it uh, so that you won't say you haven't done it that's all i can say uh, that's one thing i would fix it is i would have i wish i would have done this a little bit earlier or at least mm-hmm. gone out in the right way but having a team and having the ecosystem is very important than doing it uh, yourself alone you're not you're not going to build a company alone true very true and on that note uh, shri thank you so much for uh, giving us your time and sharing your journey with us as well as, as well as sharing what clocker is all about and i'm pretty sure our listeners would be waiting for clocker emergency cards coming physically here because it's going to solve a hell lot of problem in india as well Uh, thank you so much really appreciated varnika it's, it's been uh, it's been uh, my pleasure sitting in and talking uh, and again apologize if i offended anyone here but uh, hope uh, we hope for the best and we hope that we would be able to save some lives uh, and that would be wonderful uh, uh, having having the products that are in need and uh, i hope the community support supports our efforts in here what a journey of a father and a daughter entrepreneur that we heard just now but you know being a solo journey and being this the last episode of insider stock for this particular season i'm feeling a little bit overwhelmed because this is something like a baby that i started off with and in this journey i've learned a lot from the entrepreneurs as we had our conversations which i obviously shared with you all hoping that it would either give some value or it would give some kind of an inspiration if you want to do something of your own or you don't want to do something of your own because it doesn't matter these are all life lessons that they have shared with us 
so i do really hope that you continue listening to them and learning from them i would be coming back with another season of episodes hopefully what topic i'm not sure yet but i will definitely be back because this has been a very interesting and uh, adventurous journey for me to get these entrepreneurs on board with insider stock and you know and convince them that they can share their story over here so do stay connected with me any kind of uh, topics ideas you have that i should talk about or anything do uh, share it out with me on my page and you know i'll be there for you i've started my own new chapter right now and i'm concentrating on that so hence i'm planning to take a little bit of a break to take care of my second baby and i'll be back with my first baby very soon so take care be safe and be happy